In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. We will talk to the voice of the UCF Knights. He's Mark Daniels, and he joins us now here inside the locker room. Mark, good morning. Thanks for coming on here in the ATL. Thank you for having me, guys. Good morning. So, Mark, we got to ask you, we were kind of going back and forth on this. I know UCF is known as UCF. Are people really upset there if they're called Central Florida by outsiders? Yes. Why is that? Because uh, for years, when you have a directional label, people just view your program differently. And UCF understood for years that you had to do something in the field to kind of earn that. UCF is for, you know, a different type of branding. I think most people would agree that when you hear directional names, they just view of a small program that you know doesn't really contend often. And UCF has built its program over the course of a quarter century felt like they had earned the right to kind of be called what they wanted to be called. And the reality was in college football, it's whatever ESPN labeled you on TV. Mm. And believe it or not, that took years for the people at UCF and ESPN to agree to go from Central Florida to CFLA to uh, UCF. And then you do some things over the course of, uh, uh, you know, a decade plus, and and they started putting UCF there. So, you know, it matters, I think – those of us in the media, we often see in game notes, the university has to be called something. And I think, you know, if that's what they wish to be called, then I think, uh, you know, people respect that. But I think UCF had to earn that over the course of years. And uh, that's how it came about. Well, and part of building the program was obviously becoming a power five school. First year inside the Big 12 for UCF. It was a topsy-turvy season, to say the least. As a guy that does play-by-play and travels with the team and all of that, how was that kind of navigating this year, having some really high highs and some really low lows? Well, you know, I always view this a journey to a season. And, uh, you know, UCF season included a five-game losing streak. You can always look at the glass half full, half empty. You know, UCF played nine conference games. Their record's what it is in conference at three and six. They were out of one game. In eight football games, uh, uh, late third, early fourth quarter, UCF had an opportunity to win. The difference of playing in a Power Five league is some of the mistakes that you could get away with in the American and win because you had more talent. You weren't able to do sometimes in uh, uh, the Big 12. But the Baylor game, UCF gave the game away. They know they could have and should have won that. The Kansas State game, they're in the ball game of the fourth quarter, down one with the ball at the Kansas State 32-yard line. Mm. Oklahoma's a two-point conversion. West Virginia had the ball late third, down a touchdown. I mean, Texas Tech uh, had, a, had an extra point block. So, you know, that's how close things were. But I think you also realize the jump from a G5 to a P5, you respect the quality of both offensive and defensive lines. I think we saw that. Um, as you guys know, uh, you know, you look at a depth chart, and a guy could be 6'5", 330. Well, he could also have cement feet. Um, <laughs> sometimes you see where just the ability to get off a block, the ability to sustain a block, the ability um, to have depth really stood out. And I think some other positions where UCF learned, and I think knew there was going to be an adjustment, um, you know, a depth at linebackers, safeties, and things like that were, you know, you're now seeing teams at 6'2", 225 at safety. But that's okay. I think they've learned going through a season the type of player you've got to go recruit. I think you saw UCF have a great recruiting class yesterday. So 
they weren't out talented in all nine football games. There were a few positions that I think, you know, they feel like they could be better. And then some of the mistakes needed to be eliminated. But, you know, that, it, it's not like they played nine games and were blown out eight times. There was one game, the Kansas State, uh, the Kansas game, that they were never in. But every other football game, uh, they they ran another chance to win the game. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mark. And as I was studying film, I'm looking and you thinking Gus Malzahn and offensively and those guys are going to put up a lot of points. But I, I look at those two bookend defensive ends, you know, eight and a half sack for Morris Brash, and then again you, you have seven and a half for you know Malachi Lawrence. Uh, the defense, I mean, talk about the defense a little bit because that's a little bit surprising when I turn on the film. Joe, I can't talk about that first. I have to talk about you. You won't remember, but I know you. I called every one of your games when you were with the Orlando Predators. That's how old no I was. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did the Predators for 13 years. So I remember uh, your days as an Orlando Predator down here. So we go back way, way back. Yes, I won't sir. tell people how old that makes us, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, no, UCF's got a couple of really good defensive ends, and, and those guys played a big role. Um, well, the run game struggled at times this year from, from a defensive standpoint. They were better the last third of the year. But Traymon Morris Bratzer in all-conference season, 18 and a half tackles for a loss. He's got a great first step, um, uh, you know, deceiving strength. Uh, Malachi Lawrence wasn't uh, and isn't a starter. Josh Selistar is a veteran guy that had his big breakout game at Georgia Tech a couple of years ago as a freshman. Um, and then Malachi Lawrence has been a backup that has rolled in and played uh, really well. The defensive line is actually solid for UCF. Ricky Barber is an experienced player. Then John Walker was a freshman All-American this year. He's going to be a really talented player. Where teams got UCF was running outside the tackles early in the season. They were able to have some success and the Knights had a hard time, you know, uh, seal off blocks and things like that. And then, again, your corners and safeties playing the run. They were better the last third of the season. Obviously, the game against Oklahoma State, they shut down Ali Gordon. Um, but the Big 12's got some talented running backs. I mean, some of the nation's best running backs, and UCF's got one of them. So that defense was better the last third of the year, uh, where they were plus uh, six in turnovers. Uh, and, and that's, you know, sometimes a difference in football games. UCF play-by-play announcer Mark Daniels since – I believe 1995, if I'm not mistaken, joins the locker room here on 680 The Fan on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. You didn't have to beat up on my Villanova Wildcats that bad, but you did. Uh, a little tune-up before the Big 12 debut started. And then I want to know what Georgia Tech needs to, needs to do or be most worried about when their defense is on the field with this team that is super explosive. Well, the healthy John Rice Pumley is the key to UCF's offense. And, um, you know, he got hurt that Boise State game, then missed a, a several games, and then even took a few games to get back to being 100%. I'm not quite sure he ever got there as the year goes along if anybody's fully healthy, but I think a time off has helped him. He's a dangerous threat because of his ability to, 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 to run the ball. UCF's got a couple of really talented wide receivers. Javon Baker should go over 1,000 yards for the season after this football game. So they'll win some 50-50 balls with Javon Baker and Kobe Hudson. Xavier Townsend's a third wide receiver. He's a uh, slot guy that can uh, really have a great breakaway speed. But R.J. Harvey's been a great story as a running back. It's a great story. He's a former high school uh, a dual for a quarterback here in Orlando, uh, went to Virginia, then transferred to UCF, was going to be the starting quarterback a couple of years ago, blew his knee out in August. Then uh, the battle to come back and uh, played well last year. Uh, split in time with me and then took the job this year and just fantastic. Just had an unbelievable season. Uh, you know, so they're closing in a number of rushing records. Uh, uh, not going to break Kevin Smith from years ago, but but second in categories and touchdowns and yards run and things like that. So, 
you know, I think for Georgia Tech's defense, they struggled like at times against the run for UCF, and Gus Malzahn believes in run. UCF was a 60-40 run pass team this year, so they're going to run the football. There's no question about that, but then mix in uh, the pass and, and, and won't be afraid to go deep. Um, again, Javon Baker's, uh, I think, one of the better deep threats in the country. Does that help, Mark, in your opinion? I'm talking about John Rice Plumley and then Haynes King, offensive philosophy and running quarterback, dual quarterback. You like to run, uh, you know, quarterback design runs, power zone read, RPOs. Does that help when you're preparing in the bowl week that you can have a similar type offense going against your defense? Does that help prepare, in your opinion? I think so to some degree. And I think sometimes, Joe, you know, uh, they have a good scout team quarterback that can really duplicate it. And, right, right. Um, uh, it, yeah, and I think um, you know UCF feels that the, you know they've got that. I mean, even though he's a lefty, Timmy McLean started when John Lyons Plumley was out as an excellent dual threat quarterback. You, you know, again, even though he plays at lefty, but I think it helps. I mean, there are some similarities when you take a look at these offenses, um, and, and I think like Georgia Tech saw, and even UCF saw. Sometimes if you force some things, you'll you'll get a pick or two that can flip the field. And that was an issue for uh, JRP early, although a couple of his interceptions at the beginning of the season were just tip balls that were not his fault. At, uh, at Boise State, he had two two touchdown passes that came off guys' chest and became interceptions. It was just really uh, odd. But a West Virginia game that I think UCF could have and maybe should have won, had three picks, forced a couple of passes there. So, you know, I think sometimes those mistakes we know can flip the field. But he was much better as far as the TD interceptions in the last uh, third of the season. But I do think there's some similarities there that probably helps in prep. I think another factor, guys, and I think Brent Key would agree, and I've known Brent for years. Um, last year, UCF played a, a Duke team in the military bowl. Duke wanted to be there. Mike Elko was in his first season. They had very few opt-outs. Wilder Leonard had a great year at quarterback. I think who you play and do they want to be here, especially the way college football and the portal, uh, you know, in, in these bowl games. UCF's had very few opt-outs of, of key players on their depth chart. Gus Malzahn has really pushed, hey, last year was different for them. They lost a conference championship game. It was cold in D.C. I'm not quite sure they wanted to be there. And Duke beat UCF pretty good. I think UCF knows they're getting a Georgia Tech team that wants to win. Brent Key's first full season. And I think Gus has emphasized that he wants to wrap up the first year in the Big 12 with a win as well. So when you get two teams that don't have key opt-outs uh, all over the field, I think you have the makings of a good game where some of the other games, you know, you just see rosters gutted and you wonder who wants to be there. You feel there's going to be a ton of UCF fans making that short jaunt over to Tampa? Well, we do call it our home away from home in Bounce House West. Uh, UCF, <laughs> had a, they won, you know, they won five games in three years uh, there. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a short drive of, for most about 70, 75 miles. It'd be different than it was a couple years ago when it was sold out when UCF played Florida. It was a big win for UCF, but obviously easier for night fans. I think Georgia Tech will have a good group of fans as well. I, you know, the positioning of this game a Friday before the Christmas weekend, I think, helps. No disrespect to some other cities with wonderful bowls, but I think UCF is happy to be playing uh, close to home, and I think fans are you know excited because of the short drive on a Friday night as well. So I would expect it to be a nice UCF turnout. Mark, if you can ever find any play-by-play stuff that you have a Joe with the Predators, 
please email it to us because we would love to play that in the new year. <laughs> wow. Those were the days, Joe, right? I mean, those Absolutely. were those predator days, man. Huh? Going way, way back. We're aging both of us. But I do remember those days, man. And yeah. uh, they were fun. No question about it. Well, Mark, we appreciate you coming on. Have a great call tomorrow. We look forward to the Gasparilla Bowl here. It should be a fun one. Thanks for coming on here in Atlanta. All right, guys. Have a good holiday. All right. Thanks a lot. That is Mark Daniels on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line, the play-by-play voice of UCF. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.